0: Supporting middle leaders in schools. Guiding the senior leadership of tomorrow. And developing your successful career in education. This is Edgecast from NAHT Edge. This is episode three. Thanks for being with us. First, a reminder that in issue 31 of the NAHT Edge newsletter, NAHT's General Secretary Russell Hobby explains how Louis Coiffe has now moved on to new projects outside of the organisation after the successful launch of NAHT Edge. Other pieces of vital listening in this podcast. Information on some courses that will be of benefit to you and how you can attend them. Heather's on hand with all those details. Evidence-informed practice. Hear some of that audio blog in the next couple of minutes. The Edgecast News Bulletin really covers a tremendous amount of ground with, amongst others, stories on a smooth transition to secondary school and guidance on restraint. Next, it's welfare cuts and education. Connect without sweets at NAHT Edge. Well, as a result of the latest government budget, welfare cuts are right back at the forefront of the educational news agenda. NAHT General Secretary Russell Hobby is on the line now with his view on their impact and where the answers lie.
1: Well, the cuts that have been made through the budget and further uh, cuts that we can expect in autumn... Um, do have a significant impact on the income of families, uh, and that can make it harder for them to hold themselves together and to support and protect their children, uh, as we would hope. Uh, And increasingly, we find schools seeing this level of disruption in the families they serve and having to operate to substitute themselves as sort of miniature welfare states, if you like, by providing food, not just the free school lunches, but breakfast, other food, clothing. They also have to step in to deliver services that were once provided by other parts of the public sector. Poverty is a proxy for other issues, and we must never forget uh, that there are many families living in very difficult circumstances who provide immense amounts of love and support for their children and value education and make sure that they, they achieve as much as they can. But low income and poverty can start to throw up other barriers where parents are having to hold down several jobs, their ability to provide the attention and support that their children need can be limited, whatever they might wish. Uh, where the accommodation of the family is not up to scratch, just finding a, a quiet space for doing homework can be difficult. Well, there's a short and a long-term uh, answer to this. In the short term, schools have to deal with the system that they find at the moment. And so schools must step in and try and help on this uh, on this side of things. They must know their pupils and be prepared to use their budgets in creative ways to ensure that the conditions for learning are in place. Uh, In the long term, I think as a society, we've really got to think where our priorities lie. Um, And increasingly, over the last few years, I've seen the weight of public spending switch itself across to the older generations. Um, And obviously, they deserve support too. But unless we continue to invest in the next generation, I think our long-term health and prosperity as a nation uh, is at risk. Many heads report that it's not just those families on benefits that are struggling at the moment, but those with working parents who are on very low income, who are not receiving the kind of support that the pupil premium might give. Uh, And So I think we probably ought to look at different ways of triggering the support for families um, through schools.
0: Russell Hobby there, picking over welfare cuts and their myriad ramifications for education. Before too long, we'll be with Leslie Gannon from the NAHT and some highlights from her audio blog on peer development groups, something I'm sure that will resonate with your school. This is Edgecast and this is the news. The news and information from
2: NAHT Edge. In this bulletin, a smoother transition to secondary school, children and road safety concerns. Who suffers the most in the language skills gap? Conflict on restraint guidance and foreign language learning declines in Wales. And we start with news that the NAHT is looking to educators to make sure the transition to secondary school for pupils is a smooth one. As a result of discussions by our primary and secondary committees, we want to know your take on this. Primary and secondary school members are being asked to share good practice, observations, and suggestions for improvement. You can email your thoughts on this to sean.humphreys at nht.org.uk. That's S-I-O-N dot h-u-m-p-h-r-e-y-s at nht.org.uk. Only a quarter of parents believe the route between their home and school is safe enough for their child to walk or cycle unsupervised, says a new report. The study by Brake found the top road safety concerns were fast or high volumes of traffic and a lack of safe crossing points, pavements, footpaths or cycle paths. The poll also concluded that a significant minority of parents put their children at risk with one in eight admitting to mobile phone use whilst on the school run. As other research has shown, almost half of UK primary school children are being driven to school. Brake is keen to stress the health benefits of the daily walk or cycle to and from school. A lack of coherent and consistent guidance on restraint for schools needs to be addressed urgently. That's according to the NAHT. One of the main causes of concern is the use of calming or seclusion rooms, which have been the subject of often contradictory evidence. Bernard Allen is one of the country's leading experts on SEN, physical interventions and restraint, and the NAHT support Bernard's paper on this very subject. NAHT is subsequently campaigning for the issue to be looked at as a matter of priority, so school leaders are able to protect both the children in their care and school staff. Boys fare the worst when it comes to falling behind on language. Findings suggest the gender gap in these outcomes starts before children even begin school. More than 40% of boys on free school meals lacked the language skills expected at the age of five, compared with 27% of girls. Dame Julia Cleverden, chair of Read On Get On, said... Poor children and poor boys in particular are being set up to fail because too many haven't developed the building blocks of learning before they arrive at the school gate for the first time. Finally, modern foreign languages are being increasingly marginalised within the Welsh curriculum, says a new report. Financial and timetabling pressures are cited as are the new reporting and assessment requirements. Findings from the Language Trends Wales report include... Only 22% of Welsh pupils take a GCSE in a language other than English or Welsh, and A-level entries for French, German and Spanish have halved. The report pinpoints an absence of dynamism or confidence about the direction of the subject and what the future holds. A new plan, costing just under half a million pounds, was launched recently by the Minister for Education and Skills, Hugh Lewis. In a statement, Mr Lewis said, The plan will see a new approach to MFL in schools. I intend to link this closely to the work I have begun in implementing the New Deal for the professional education workforce in Wales to support practitioners and improve teaching. With all the news on Edgecast, I'm John Peters.
1: Expert advice and the sharing of ideas.
3: Edgecast. If you're looking for some inspiration and practical tips, LAHT's Education Conference is back this autumn. Taking place on the 16th of October in Manchester and the 13th of November in London, it'll explore the theme Catch the Energy, Release the Potential. Confirmed speakers include Rotherham survivor Emma Jackson and Mr Drew from the TV programme Educating Essex. This event is sure to sell out quickly, so book your place today by visiting naht.org.uk. Also, if you're a new or aspiring SENCO, NAHT's one-day course this December will help you gain an overview of this strategic role, ensure every teacher in your school is offering high-quality teaching for all pupils proposed models for the effective deployment of support staff and offer strategies and tools to share with staff. Get the edge by booking onto the new SENCO as a strategic leader course by visiting naht.org.uk. And finally, we have some dates for your diary. NAHT's SEND conference will be taking place from the 10th to the 11th of March 2016 at a venue to be confirmed. And for NAHT Edge members, you can attend these events at a special discounted rate.
0: Each month, the NAHT Edge blogs aim to bring you a new post on evidence informed practice. To get this started, the NAHT's Leslie Gannon has written and audio blogged about peer development groups. These small groups of volunteers get together regularly to discuss educational research, share good practice and try out new ideas on long-standing problems. Firstly, Leslie illustrates how those new to the profession usually pick up pointers.
4: New teachers, for example, will quickly learn the unwritten cultural rules of a school. Who's always ready to help, who will always find a reason to say no and so on. More significantly, they'll swiftly learn what constitutes professional competence within the context of the school they're in.
0: So what are these communities about? Back to Leslie.
4: What's critical about communities of practice in our schools, as in any organisation, is they can be positive or negative, And they need regular shots of energy and new ideas to remain vital and constructive. Consider what's going on in your school right now. The break time banter, lunchtime chats... Endless email and instant messenger exchanges. Think about all the time and energy members of the school community are expending on informally sharing information, experience and perspectives about what's going on all around them.
0: Just some of Leslie's audio blog there on peer development groups, and we know there's lots of these groups in existence already. And would very much like to share your learning and experience. It might be that you write a blog, record some audio, or even film a vlog. Either way, it'd be really good to hear from you via blog at nahtedge.org.uk. That email once more: blog at nahtedge.org.uk. You're with Edgecast. Well, as another Edgecast almost comes to an end, this episode has covered peer development groups the impact of welfare cuts on education and brought you details of our conferences that I'm sure would be great to attend. Our official Twitter is at nahtedge, and we also socially network, of course, through Facebook and LinkedIn and naturally the website is nahtedge.org.uk. Your blogs are also very welcome. Next time on Edgecast. Join us in September where, amongst other things, we examine SENCOs. In the meantime, have a great summer.